Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now. And if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. These two guys have Minnesota sports flowing in their veins. Mackie and Judd on Score North and scorenorth.com. It is time for the Minnesota Timberwolves to move on from Carl Anthony Towns. And I said this last season, I said it this season, that franchise belonged to Anthony Edwards. And Nas Reed, before, before he got injured, was balling out of control. Fit well alongside Anthony Edwards and McDaniels, playing his role to the T. The thing about him that makes Nas Reed so special is that he could play a five. Yes, he's undersized, but offensively, he does a hell of a job of mixing it up. Kendrick Perkins on the all aboard. Sometimes you wonder if these national talking heads even know who any of the Timberwolves players are, but he's clearly gone to school on. He knows who Nas Reed is, I guess, is my compliment to Kendrick Perkins. He loves to he loves to swing big on the reckless speculation lifestyle, which I love about Perk. Perk, yeah. Like guys will push back a lot because they're like, oh, hold on, that doesn't make sense. He doesn't give a damn, yeah. which gets him full reckless special speculation credit. Reckless speculation. Yeah, I know it's a it's a Tuesday on the show here, but when when someone comes in with powerful reckless speculation. Sometimes we might get something on a Tuesday, Wednesday, maybe hold it for reckless speculation Thursday. This is almost an emergency reckless speculation session here. Reckless speculation. And I, I don't know about you guys, but do you, do you ever find yourself a little jealous and envious of someone else's reckless speculation? Like, I think we pride ourselves on Let's think outside the box. How, how can we help our Minnesota sports right. teams come up with creative ideas? And then someone else comes in. In this case, I would say one of the forefathers of reckless speculation, Bill Simmons. And, and you're like, oh, man, I wish I would have thought of this. Or I wish I would have given more. Because this idea has come across our table before, but we've kind of just dismissed it out of hand. I, I like just have a little, talk a little about jealous. It. No, I feel if you can talk about it. I, and again, this is a reckless speculation master. Like this is this is one of the black belts. <laughs> now, now I <laughs> am jealous. Belt. I will. What are we? I, are we brown belts? Yeah. Yeah. I are think we? We're, we're, like, we're like local black belts in reckless speculation. Sure. Right? Yes, that's true. But and and we certainly aren't apprentices. But we're probably not like national. Just you know, black belts. But I thought Although we did. We did teach Mike Greenberg how to speculate. Yeah, right I, I don't know. I, I even That's feel true. like um, That's true. I was even going to get really nerdy with you, too, that you would never be able to figure this out. We're like, we're like Jedi Knights. Like, I don't are we Jedi Masters? Masters is the highest rank in the Jedi Order. No, the, we're not Jedi Masters. So we're not Jedi yet. Knights. Jedi Knights okay. are, are the That's ones fine. fighting the good fight, achieving to be Jedi Masters. OK, 
That makes sense. We are in charge of the Minnesota Regional Bureau Mm -hmm. of Of Reckless reckless Speculation. speculation. (laughs) But when it comes to like Simmons and stuff, see that that doesn't bug me because that's just like, oh yeah. Now I thought, Phil, what what you were talking about, where I am jealous, and I think Dex would agree on this, of the wolves is this. The wild, there's nothing to reckless. I've been racking my brain for days with the draft, right? And we've like speculated recklessly at times, but I'm saying like Carl Anthony Towns. Why don't you guys throw some Kaprizov trade ideas out there? I mean, they're yes, not going to trade him. That's the problem. We it actually has to be, did it has, last week. Okay. Because it has to be rooted in some form of reality. To, yes. Like you have to be able to see the path or explain the path, right? Correct. Okay. That's right. Yes, that's exactly right. So. Here's the trade. This is from Bill Simmons and Ryan Rosillo's conversation on their podcast. I think it was on Bill's podcast. The Blazers get Carl Anthony Towns, but the Timberwolves don't get like Scoot Henderson or Anthony Simons or Shaden Sharp. The Timberwolves get Damian Lillard and maybe some picks. Maybe there's a, some pick swaps involved here. So it would basically be cat for Damian Lillard straight up. This has come across our reckless speculation checkout counter before. But I feel like we've just been so ingrained in like, well, Damien, there's got to be other places that Dame would go to. But then again, he just spent a decade in Portland. He kind of, he doesn't mind being in kind of the weird, obscure, smaller markets. But then we kind of thought, well, if you're going to trade towns, you're going to do it for like younger assets that you can build around Anthony Edwards. But then again, like they've done a pretty, they got, they brought Nas back, like Jaden, all these interesting young players. They just drafted a couple more. They actually have a lot of guys between like 19 and 24 right now. They're going to probably bring back Nikhil Alexander Walker. So you don't necessarily need more young pieces. You have a lot of young pieces right now. And this is, I'm just going to read you uh, what the logic was for this trade. What if it's just cat for Dame? And there's some pick swaps. You figure that out. And that's the trade. And Portland says to Damien, you know what? This is actually your best chance to chase a title because you can be with Anthony Edwards and Gobert and all these really good role players they have, and you're going to be in a better spot. And then if it doesn't work out there, maybe they flip you to another team, which seems plausible. And if you're Portland, here's the summary on there. end. if you're Portland, you get Towns for like five years, and he's – what, five years younger than Damien, so you get you get a little younger there, a lot younger, actually. And you already have a bunch of really interesting young perimeter pieces. You got Scoot, you got Simons, you got Shaden Sharp, you got all these interesting perimeter pieces in towns, and you can kind of just be this fun, high-scoring, three-point shooting team with a bunch of guys between the ages of 19 and 27. Hmm. What do you think of this? I'd from, be a curious. Wolf, from a Wolves perspective, what yeah. do you think of this? I'd be curious to throw that question back at, at you because you're the one who is, is okay. way more in the, the weeds. I mean, I've got thoughts, but I'd be curious to hear yours more so than mine, actually, on this one. So I, I like this a lot, and I dismissed it like a month ago because I thought there were just – if you would have asked me a month ago, like, would you rather have Damian Lillard or would you rather just have, like, Scoot Henderson growing with Anthony right. Edwards? Right. I think I'd still rather have Scoot Henderson because I feel like I'm getting you know a half decade of a guy for sure and maybe more. But if he's not an option and the Blazers have decided we're not we're not trading Scoot Henderson, you can get the 32 year old future Hall of Famer if you want to. Here's what your team would consist of: Damian Lillard and Anthony Edwards as maybe a top three backcourt in the NBA, 
especially with like clay, like clay's getting older in golden state. Yeah. So how many, I haven't done the homework on this, but how many backcourts in the league would be better than Damian Lillard and Anthony Edwards? Mm-hmm. Is there one? Again, I've done no homework on this, but like, that's a freaking What's boss the Suns of a backcourt back now. Well, yeah, I mean, like, if you wanted to say, uh, let's just say Kevin Durant and uh, Devin Booker is the Suns back. I mean, yeah, so the Suns for sure, and Bradley Beal, like they Beals kind of. Are, yeah. So I guess it'd be like Beal and Booker, and yeah. then Durant at the three, but Durant can also be the primary ball handler. So let's put the yeah, put the Suns up there for sure. But so you'd have Dame and Anthony Edwards. And by the way, Dame is under contract for five years, four more years. I think it's four more years, but he's 32. So he's, he's definitely getting toward the, the edge of, and the style he kind of plays. He's a small guy that, uh, that's had some injury issues and stuff, but then you'd have Gobert, Kyle Anderson and Jaden McDaniels as the defensive, as the bouncers, basically just sitting outside your club. You got Damian Lillard and Anthony Edwards up, you know, in the VIP section, they're, they're, Bottle service, they're dancing, oh, they're running, they're running the club. Champagne. They're averaging, uh, you know, sixty points a game. They're both mm-hmm. all stars. They're both dogs in big games, right? Playoff games. And then you got Gobert, Slow Mo, and Jade McDaniel's wearing the sunglasses and the muscle tees with their arms crossed outside the club playing defense. And then off your bench, you'd have Mike Conley for like twenty five minutes, and Nas Reed if you can you gotta find twenty five minutes for him. Yeah, and then all these that. other young guys like Nikhil Alexander Walker, these other these second round picks that you're kind of stockpiling, Wendell Moore, like there's going to be young players that emerge. That team does a lot of damage in the Western Conference. I'm just it, it it's not like a five year play; it's literally a a one year play, and you'd be getting out from underneath Carl Anthony Towns' contract, but you'd have to deal with Dame's contract at some point because he's going to, you know, he's going to be making fifty five million when he's like thirty four years old. Right. But that team as constructed is better than the current team. And that team probably pushes to be like one of the three or four best teams in the Western Conference. And then when you get in, you've got two incredible playoff performers in Damian Lillard and Anthony Edwards. So right now, Dame is uh, is under contract through 2025. So he's under contract through next season. He exercises player yeah. options. So $45 million cap hit this year, and it'll be 48 next year. Um, I think it answers a couple questions that you don't, you wouldn't be just so top heavy with these bigs, right? Like if you traded towns for Dame, all right, that makes you upgraded at point guard. It makes Rudy Gobert, you know, be the number five he is and also figures out ways to rotate the Kyle Anderson's and Nas reads in. They don't have the twin towers. Like I, the twin towers thing, it might be able to work next year, but I, it's clearly more of a theory and it's probably not going to be a good idea to keep running that back. So I think it answers that question. I just don't think Dame, even though he loves Portland, I think he would rather go to a team that has much better championship aspirations than the Wolves. Well, he would probably choose the Heat, right? Yes, but but the Blazers get a say in this as well, right? He doesn't. That that's he the doesn't thing. have a no trade clause. That's the NBA thing. So I I did some research on this topic because I'm so sick of hockey invoking no and it's like yeah. slappies are like I won't accept that trade. It's like bleep you. And and I looked, and the NBA has very few. Beal's like one of the few. And so that's the thing is, I'm sure that the Blazers would want to do right by Dame, but that being said, he doesn't have full power to block it, much like Towns here, which, again, is why the NBA is so great, because then yeah. you can get the theory, because you're, you're right, Phil. 
when you're going to throw out a trade, it at least needs to be a plausible. Like it needs to make some sense. This might be crazy in some ways, but it's not because you could do it. Right. But he, but here's another way to look at this too. Cause I agree with you, Dex. I think if Dame could just, if they could have a, an amicable breakup, it seems like nobody wants to break up with the other side because he loves Portland and Portland loves him. Been together like, how forever. are you, I mean, how on, are you building it? We want to build around Dame and build a championship team. How? Like what, what is right. the plan? You have, you haven't, you didn't trade your number three pick. Right. But so let's say, let's just flip it this way. If you were to say, all right, Dame, here's what we're going to do. We can get you Rudy Gobert, Anthony Edwards, Jaden McDaniels to Portland. You'd have to give up Scoot because you wouldn't, you wouldn't have Scoot. I'm just saying like, let's, let's put the pieces that, that he would be, what do you, what do you want to come to Minnesota? If you flipped it and said, would you stay in Portland if we gave you Gobert, Jaden McDaniels, and Anthony Edwards? Would that group keep you in Portland wanting to push forward? Absolutely he would. He would look at that team and say, wait a second. I've got a a rebounding and shot-blocking big man. Maybe he's not the same guy as he was two years ago. And I've got one of the best young dynamic shooting guards in the NBA who would fit perfectly next to him, right? So. It, it, like our first thought is because it's the Timberwolves is why would he want to come here? Well, he has not wanted to leave Portland for a decade. So he's not been like a New York, Miami, LA guy. And if you plopped him in here, the Wolves would be one of the three or four best teams in the Western conference. And so I've sort of like gone from dismissing this idea and kind of laughing at like, right. they're not going to trade for Damian Lillard too. If you think about it more deeply. And if you're thinking about this, if you're the Blazers, Let's say it's this or a Heat package that includes Tyler Hero, and I think this has been reported now that like the Heat have offered something like this. Tyler Hero, Caleb Martin, and some picks. Or you could get Carl Anthony Towns for five or six years. Well, Cat's the best player in that. I mean, Cat would be all of these guys that anything you would say about Cat, you could also say about Tyler Hero. Like, you know, the guy doesn't really play any defense. He's not a number one guy on a championship team. So unless there's another deal that comes up to me, if it's like Tyler hero, Caleb Martin and picks, or you can get Carl Anthony towns at age 28 for five years. What's door number three. And if I only get to choose between those two doors, it's not as laughable as maybe I thought a month ago. Dex. I I think the key thing is you need to check in with your very knowledgeable blazer sources to find out how the franchise feels about cat. Well, the the last time I checked on that exact idea, his rhetorical response to me, well, has cat learned to play defense? And I said not in particular. And he goes, well, then I don't think it's going to work out very well. What the cat for Dame thing or no, just no, no, cat just in just, just cat, cat fitting with Portland. Cat fitting in Portland. Yeah, because we got to get cat to Portland. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're they're skeptical about that, which yeah. is probably justified yeah phil's right though mm-hmm. this whole dame thing it's very odd and beal in washington which finally came to an end is another one i've never got it's like mm-hmm. at some point in time Do you, don't you just have to break up yes well it's the k and, and i've seen this reference now it's the kg thing from 15 years ago and kg has said one of his biggest regrets is that he didn't do it earlier in his career he, <laughs> but he just was so loyal and no, well, he wanted to make it work in Minnesota. They didn't, they didn't really start to fall apart till approximately the time that he got got out, right? No, it was two really dark. It was two really oh, two, losing okay. dark years. Yeah, okay. Because they, well, it was actually, if I'm not mistaken, he was there for three seasons after their last playoff appearance. Okay, because yeah, they th- came th- up that's just one short more of the eight. Yeah. So it was it was pretty dark for a couple of years. 
So just real quick, just mm-hmm. to, and we can get to some other topics here too. Two more questions for you guys. Are the Wolves in 2023-24 a better team if you swap Cat for Dame? I think from a personnel standpoint of what they could do, yes. Because Cat, so if Cat is firing on all cylinders offensively, my answer might be no. But it's become so weird, and and he is he has been, you know, those first. I, I think I found the uh, playing time stats. Those first three years, he was an Iron Man, and it's like, okay, he doesn't miss games. Mm-hmm. And since then, he has missed extensive time. Lillard's and, gonna miss time too, for the record. But. Well, and so is so are some guys. But my point is, if you put Dame with on Con or, or on Conway on Ant's team, uh, I think that the Wolves, from a personnel standpoint, are a better team, and I actually think. Chris Finch's job gets easier because to what Declan is talking about, you're not trying to make something work that remains a theory and you're not quite sure if it's going to work. And by the way, if it doesn't work, people are unhappy. They're actively pissed off. So yes, I think the answer to your question, taking everything into account, Phil, is that yes, they're a better team with Damian. 100% they're a better team. I mean, we always talk about adult in the room. Damian Lillard is an adult in the room, man. I mean, Mm -hmm. he's also just incredibly cold-blooded. I mean, he's had some of the best postseason shots of the last 10 years. I know know some of those ones haven't been in the finals, but you talk about some insane buzzer beaters and big-time shots. Damian Lillard shows up in the playoffs. So if it's it's just asking, and who would I rather have on the Wolves, Damian Lillard or Carl Anthony Towns, I don't think it's close. I I would take Damian Lillard every single time. I agree. I think, Jeb, you were a little more on the fence based on some different factors. I am with Declan. Like, it is not a question that they would be a better team, a better, better fit positionally. He helps solve a point guard problem, not for 10 years, but for at least a couple of years, not even close. So my next question to you then is, this would be a very short-term solution. You have an asset in Carl Anthony Towns that if you did decide to trade him now or in the future, you could either get a bunch of assets that are younger for the future, like draft picks or, you know, maybe like a 20-year-old player or a 22-year-old player. That'd be one way to, to leverage the asset. Or yep. you could leverage the asset for another veteran who might just be a different fit. Would it bother you at all or make you regretful that you just kind of you, you took all your chips and kept them on the present table instead of the future table if you if you made that move? No, it wouldn't, and here's why. You put yourself in a pickle with the Gobert trade. The clock is ticking actively there. Like, this is not a – we. his play is declining. His body, he's 31, I believe now, is declining. And so I think there's probably more pressure to actually proactively try to win now than ever. Because yeah. if Gobert ages out and you st- still ha- have him, you know, it's not like – it's that, that trade – so drastically changed the makeup both short term and long term with all those draft picks gone now so no if if you could do if you could make a trade to make yourself a more of a viable western conference playoff team right now because of the gobert trade i think the wheels are in motion to do that already so it based on that it wouldn't bug me cuz i think you're almost you almost have to start going for it yeah. Or else guys or else guys like Gobert are going to age out and now you're left with what exactly? Well and, and think like worst case scenario, you 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 actually kind of have two different tracks going right now. You've got a present track and then you have your your future horizon track. It would just be more pronounced if you swapped a twenty eight year old cat for a thirty two year old Lillard. It would just be very clear that you have a thirty one year old 
seven-footer who's declining a little bit, and then a 32-year-old Damian Lillard who's on borrowed time in his prime. But when those guys are aging out or gone or whatever, like in two years, right? in theory, you still have Anthony Edwards emerging into his prime, Jade McDaniels emerging into his prime, Nas Reed has a shorter contract, but like emerging into his prime, right? Mm-hmm. And then all these, this other bin of like five younger players. So I don't think it would be this doom and gloom, like, oh my God, if it, if it didn't work with Gobert and Cat or Gobert and Lillard, now nah, you're screwed. You're not, you're not screwed. You'd have a 24 year old Anthony Edwards and maybe some extra salary cap space to play with. So I feel like, I don't know, man, like in these last 20 minutes, I've just like completely talked myself into this. I I love that. You should have told Finchy this last week before. He, I know when you had his ear. You should have said Finchy, baby. He went to answer it, but I could say, "Listen, I want you to poker face me here. I'm going to yeah. throw something at you and I, stare at you for like ten seconds and get your hypotheticals. Reaction. Just speaking. In if the I gave theory. you a guard, if I gave you a guard, a veteran guard, Hall of Fame, future, yeah. thirty points a game, go winny. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. Okay. Hey, real quick, before we get to random athlete of the week here, Judd, uh, you kind of ruffled some Wolves fan feathers with your Gobert commentary yesterday. I saw your social media video on the score yeah. accounts kind of went, yeah, I went got viral. It. So people are mad that you think Gobert isn't committed to the Timberwolves because he's elected to play right. in the World Cup for France. Yes. And so so I said I said that after he played internationally for France last summer, and clearly came into camp, banged up, and had some problems that lingered for quite some time because he's a mammoth man. I said that he shouldn't have played again, and he alluded to the fact that that he might skip it. And by the way, Victor with the Spurs, who's a kid who was just drafted first overall, has told the French national team, thanks, but no thanks. I'm going to focus on my real job, my NBA team. But the pushback I got, like Dex was giddy. He came in yeah. after we got done with our shows and said, you're getting slaughtered on Twitter. And so I checked it out. And sure enough, I was. You love it. You love And it. I got absolutely killed. And I don't understand how Wolves fans are like, well, it, it, it's fine. It's going to be fine. Well, it wasn't last season. So I stand by exactly what I, I said. And then I got pushed back on, well, you're not criticizing Ant. And I said, the difference is, and Phil, you love it. I wouldn't say I love it, but I certainly would come down far more on Gobert. The difference is this. The experience Ant is going to get at Ant's age could prove to be incredibly valuable. Rudy's 31. He's old already. He's a big man, so he's banged up, which is natural. So I don't think there's any comparison in the point in their lives they're making these decisions. That's where I will defer to Ant and say, I get what he's doing. Gobert, I think it's purely selfish because he believes that, you know, that playing for his country and thus perhaps jeopardizing his season with the Wolves is more important. And I disagree with that completely. But but here's what I don't get. And I and I did see the Anthony Edwards like, well, you think well, I don't hear you criticizing Anthony Edwards. And like for all the reasons we've laid out, there's a difference between there's first of there's a 10 year age difference between them. Yeah. And we're not guy. exactly on the same page there, but I get that yeah. one way more. Yeah. And. A 21-year-old spending time around some of the top coaches in the NBA and just, like, there's a there's a huge difference. A seven-footer who's got borrowed time, feet, legs, everything. Um, but what I think what struck me the most is most fans were not happy with Gobert last year. 
they were disappointed in he, he wasn't the same player. He punched a teammate. He played Eurobasket and came in injured, right? Like his approval rating among fans was very, very low. Is that is that fair to say? Yeah. Go oh, bear. Yeah. Yep. So when someone then comes in, Judd, and says, Boy, based on all of these things that we all agreed on were not ideal. I'm going to criticize him for making this decision. Why are a bunch of those people then rushing to Rudy Gobert's defense? You were speaking on behalf of the frustrated fans is how I sort of took it. And it's like those fans then turn around and defended Rudy Gobert. Like, no, wait a second. You can't. You you boomer. They turned on me. Old man yelling at Cloud. Yeah. (laughs) I got the Simpsons Wait a second. I thought we all agreed on this, didn't we? Apparently not. I just don't understand, again, given his predicament, and the season that he just had, I don't understand how it's not just common sense. And because I also got, well, this is only eight games. Last year was longer. Well, it's eight high intensity games. Okay. Like it's not pickup basketball. I'm not asking these guys not to play basketball, but these are eight high intensity games, which again, back to our ant point could benefit Ant. He's young. Um, as long as he does not get, get hurt. He has everything to benefit from playing, let's say, approximately eight high-intensity games. Yeah. He needs to feel a lot of that early. And but, then, if, yeah, but if he I was agree. 32, Phil, I'd be like, no, dude, you've been around, probably had a lot of success hopefully by then. You yeah. don't need eight high-intensity games in the middle of the summer. So, But, yes, yeah. I got crapped on. Fans were upset at me. I took it very hard. I cried myself to sleep last night, and uh, that was it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like. Just the even like the Anthony Edwards thing is so that was I was so the pie chart of blowback, the biggest chunk of pie was definitely but Anthony Edwards, I don't hear if I were to frame it this way and say, okay, 21, 22 year old rising star player gets to spend a bunch of time around Teron Lou, Steve Kerr, Eric Spolstra, and Mark Few. He's the sort of the, the appointed college coach. But specifically, Teron Liu, Eric Spolstra, and Steve Kerr. And a bunch of the not top, top players in the United States, but like second-tier, young, really good players in the United States. And then over here, here's a 31-year-old whose body's breaking down a little bit. He's already he's already had all the international experience. He's been in the playoffs for, you know, six years or whatever it is. Right. And came in pretty tired and banged up last year. I don't know how you can equate those two things. If you still, at the end of the day, don't want Anthony Edwards to play internationally, that's fine. But those are that is a false equivalency of epic proportions. And According I to my Twitter account, very guilty of it yesterday. I I had a rough day. So I don't know if you want to take out your frustrations on Judd. It's just Jay Zolgat on Twitter. You can just go. Can't find take him. much more. I, I like to be liked. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I won't remember your name, so but I want you to like me. <laughs> You know, you guys should like EcoFun. That's what you should do because EcoFun is a great supporter of ours here on Score North. We will get to a random Minnesota athlete of the week here shortly. Uh, EcoFunMotorsports.com. Yamahas, Bentellis, and Scootstar electric bikes are in stock and on sale. Scooters are in stock. Youth ATVs and dirt bikes also ready for the kids and the grandkids. Maybe there's a birthday coming up. Maybe you can win Parent of the Year. Go get one of those. Um, Badass little dirt bikes and all kinds of other fun toys. You can find two EcoFun stores in the Metro, Forest Lake off 35 and Burnsville off 35W. 
and county42ecofundmotorsports.com. And a hello to our friends at Finch Home Solutions as well, Judd. That is right. And Finch, I'm going to tell you right now, if you have any electrical needs around the home, if you have a big project or a small one, guess what? The people who will show up in that truck, and yes, they are big purple fans. They are big fans of the the purple. Cody and his team love to talk about the Vikings, but they also love to fix any electrical issues, big or small again, that might occur at your house. Outdoor projects when it comes to lighting, Finch can absolutely take care of that. Uh, Indoor installation, Finch can take care of that. I've used them. I'm going to tell you right now. Effective as can be, fast, courteous. And they will do the job. Call them, 612-357-2604, finchhomesolutions.com. Finchhomesolutions.com and tell them that Score North sent you. This is Tom Bernard. Can't get enough of sports talk with Phil Mackey and Judd Zolgad? Tune in to the new Tom Bernard Show podcast Monday through Friday as Phil and Judd join me to discuss the latest sports headlines and whatever else comes to mind. Just download the Tom Bernard Show app wherever you get your podcasts or visit TomBernardShow.com. It's another way to get more from me and Judd talking sports and having fun with Tom, and it's all at your fingertips. Download the Tom Bernard Show app now and join the conversation. All right, boys, it's time for another random Minnesota athlete of the week here. Losers out every week, which means Declan, who lost last week, is giving the clues here. I'm on a three-game winning streak. Old Macadac. It's been streaks. This whole thing's been streaks. Declan yeah. gets on a streak. You get on a streak. I get on a streak. We've had, we've had three three-game winning streaks. Judd started off, so we just we just spun this off of the random Viking of the week uh, a couple months ago. Judd, you started us off with Anthony Swarzak, Kyle Brodziak, and Brent Burns correctly. Then Declan came in with Mike Redman, Matt Lawton, Michael Oluwakandi. And uh, oh. I have correctly guessed Matthew Lecroy, Fred Hoiberg, Terry Porter. There was a Randy Foy mixed in there, too. So I have a 4-3-3 to three to three lead mm. on you guys here. Declan will give a series of clues. Judd and I can jump in and guess up to three times incorrectly each before we are eliminated. Let's fire this thing up. All right. This random athlete of the week is a Minnesota twin. What is a twin? We're going down the twins bin, if you will. Love it. This random twin of the week was born in 1970 in Stockton, California. I have family in Stockton. Do you? Family. Yeah. Where, where is Stockton? Yeah. In like, it's like middle middle California, okay. like within striking distance of uh, like Santa Rosa, San Francisco. This random twin of the week made, according to baseball reference, $29 million in his career. Hmm. Here's a fun fact. This random twin of the week, his oldest son was a cast member on the failed reboot of the TV show Party of Five. They rebooted Party of Five in 2020. It lasted, I they think, did? one season. Yeah, they did. I think it was in the did middle of Did you watch of COVID. ever? No. I mean, I watched some of the original one. I used to like that show. Mm-hmm. Poor Bailey. Mm-hmm. Bad drinking problem. Charlie got cancer. Parents were already <laughs> Charlie. dead. Charlie, man. It was a rough one for Charlie. That just starts naming random sitcom TV people now on the... What was Nev's name on the... Julia? That's right. Nev was on it. Yep. 
Mm-hmm. Ne- Nev was on it. What's her face? The little she she was a kid at the time. She's in. She was in Mean Girls. Was in it too. All right. This random twin of the week is in the Twins Hall of Fame. Oh my God! Wow. Now it's this is going to be. <clears throat> Let's see when was he inducted? I won't tell you when he was inducted. I'll say this: it's been within the last ten years. He's been inducted. All right. Is it? I'll, I'll guess. Yeah. Is it? Oh, no, hold on a second. The money's not right. I don't think Mac-a-dack, the money's right. Macadac's thinking. He's got the brim down. I don't. Think... I know. I'm, I'm. I'm right in the wheelhouse here. It's just a really tough. Uh, oh. Um. Well. Shoot. Is there any way? I don't think the money's right on that guy. I have to guess. No, but he's not in. Is he in? I'm gonna guess Chuck Knobloch. Just Chuck Knobloch. That's an official guess. Yep. In had to throw it out there. Yeah, he was born in Houston, I think. Yeah, I think he was born in Texas. He made more money than that too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, 29 million for a guy in the Twins Hall of Fame is real. That's a great curveball, Declan. Wait a second. Oh, I wanted this stat up here. Yeah, keep thinking. Would... 29 million is really feels really low. Latroy Hawkins. That's an official guess. Latroy Hawkins. Mm-hmm. Yes. He's not in the Twins Hall of Fame. I don't think he is. I have no idea. No. Oh. No, he... <laughs> I'm just going to light myself on fire here. Can I wow. guess the third one? Sure. Eddie That's... Gordado. Eddie Gordado. Yeah. yeah! Oh. <laughs> That's right. I knew that. I knew about Party of Five. Damn it. He's from Stockton. Oh man! My next clue Damn here it. was uh, well, number. Son of a <laughs> fuck! Damn! I knew that. I read that about Cordado's kid. I was sniffing around the right bullpen. I, I meant to. I, I prepped for this one a few weeks ago, and then I gave you Fred Hoiberg on the fly. Um, Damn! So a couple things here. Another All good facts about everyday Eddie. Uh, only twenty-two other pitchers had more appearances in Major League history than Eddie Gordado. Wow! What, what was the next clue? Uh he finished in MVP voting ahead of these players in 2002. Ichiro Suzuki, Pedro Martinez, and one behind oh. Eric Chavez. In 2002, That's... he finished 15th in MVP voting. He had like 40-some saves. I knew that about the Party of Five thing. I knew his kid was an actor. I was going to uh, he was two stints with the Twins. He had, uh, two st- he, had, he was traded back here in 2008 for Mark Hamburger. Texas. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, Mark Hamburger. St. Paul What's Saint tough Legend. is like... What's, or I think what really narrowed it is you gave us I love you gave us the birthday which is so we we knew that he was either drafted in like the late eighties or early nineties, and then you said Twins Hall of Fame. It's like well, but the bulk of his career came in the nineties and early two thousands, and the Twins were garbage for most of that period. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah no, it's good. So who who are the good players on those I'm teams? With, that would have been. I'm upset with myself. I'm very I mean, upset with myself. He had. Let me do this quick math here. So he became he became pretty good in 2000, but before that he had 368 games with the Twins from 93 to 99 in an ERA near six, yeah, and they still a, kept him. He was them. a failed starter, a failed starter for sure. Yeah. Well, they kept a lot of guys, Declan, back then. That's true. Yeah, they they, they cycled through a lot of guys. There's some dark pitching All right, staffs. So I'm doing era. clues next week. Yes, and you are. are. Are we going to come out. back and do this Wednesday, or when when are we going to? Because we're not going to have a show on Tuesday. Probably like Thursday. Yeah, we'll okay. uh, Wednesday, Wednesday or Thursday. Well, alert week. me so I can start. We will. Because I love this game. Have it, like maybe maybe this. have it ready for Wednesday just in case. I will. If you could. Okay. No problem at all. It is a it is a great game here. 
So congratulations to uh, to me, old Macadac. By the way, I, four straight wins. I uh, I nailed the immaculate grid today. Got nine out of nine. Coco nice. Crisp came in at the last second and Dex, Dex tweets his brain. And Boston, Oakland, or Cleveland, or where? Cleveland, Kansas City. Oh, Coco, and, yeah. Kansas City, really? Yeah. Interesting. Um, Coco played for a ton of teams. They actually have this great, if, once you submit your stats, they'll actually show you like which boxes are the toughest to find, and only 57% of people that played today were able to even guess a Cleveland, Kansas City player. So basically, like just it over half. Tough. Yeah, I whiffed on that. I whiffed on that. I was trying to think of like relievers are your best bet because there's so many guys that travel around. But right, yeah, it's a great game, man. We'll definitely let's make that a weekly thing at the end of our state of the twins, and we can find the football one too. Perfect. All right, Judd's turn for next week. Little oh, uh, reckless speculation Thursday it. on a Tuesday, and some write that down predictions coming tomorrow on Minnesota Sports with Mackie and Judd.